0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Floor for Christ podcast. It's your host, Vanessa. I hope that you are having an amazing morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are tuning in from. So before we kick off today's message, I want to say this word is fire. I hope that it blesses you. So let's kick it off. Now, have you ever been in those seasons where you have felt like you're in good standing within your faith and then you are faced with that temptation and worse, you succumb into it? And it's in those days and in those moments where we find ourselves confidently thinking that we're good and then we just fall into sin Today, we will be talking about how and why we come into those moments, why we fall into sin, and how we can overcome those temptations. At times, when we fully think about this, we might think we're good, and it's in those exact moments where the enemy will come to entice us, will come to bring us back to our old cycles where the Lord initially took us out from. Now, I'm going to give you a scenario. It's something that the Lord just simply laid upon my heart. Now, disclaimer, I am not saying that only men can fall into this sin because women can also fall into this sin too. And of course, there's so many types of sin, but for some reason, I just feel like the Lord is leading me to speak specifically through this scenario that he laid upon my heart. Now, let's just say a man of God is fully serving, fully devoted to the Lord and fully involved at the church. And let's just say on a Sunday after church service, he comes home, he's alone in his house and he's just feeling anxious and overwhelmed over things that are happening. And prior to this moment, he already had been indulging more into the things of this world meaning feeding his flesh more than his spirit. Now, let me take you back to the scenario. Let's just say he's in there. And then at that moment, it crosses through his mind to actually succumb to the sin that the Lord delivered him from. In this case, it will be the sin of lust and the sin of pornography addiction. Now, the Lord had delivered him from this addiction and lust that he had been dealing with for years now prior to this this certain person was wavering already so it was building up to where his faith had been wavering even in regards to him being fully devoted to the church and getting involved into the church but his faith in the relationship with the lord was already wavering because he was no longer feeding You know his spirit. He was feeding more of his flesh and his carnal nature. Now, I want you to take that in mind and focus on it. And I want to say something here. At times, we will get tempted to go back to our old habits and cycles that the Lord fully delivered us from, just like this young man who was fully delivered. And yet, the act of him being alone and being tempted where the enemy was coming to tempt him... He fell into the sin. He fell back into the pornography addiction. He fell back into the lust. Now, I want to share this. Now, the thought of the act itself equals the temptation, right? Now, if we really think about it, this leaves an open door for the enemy to get back at him, to get a hold and a grip of him through strongholds through old cycles that this may in turn lead him into further sinning it will be a bondage that it will be hard for him to break off of again right and i'm not saying that it's impossible to break off something like that but what i am saying is it's the moment that we think about it it's the moment that we act on it that the enemy comes to prowl on us in such a way that he will lead us back into the same temptations back into the same sinning cycles. And that's something we don't want. Now, let's think about this. The behavior of that thought, which eventually will lead to the action, equals falling directly into the temptation, which in return is the sinful act. In this case, for this young man, it will be the sinful act of lusting and the sinful act of the pornography um, addiction. And let's just say that he falls into the sin and he commits the act. Keep in mind that he has been involved in the church, yet he fell into the sin. And let me clarify something. Only because we're involved or volunteering at the church does not mean that we will not sin. Now, what I am trying to say here is that prior to this, in this scenario, this young man fell into that sin because he was already leading himself into the carnal ways, feeding his flesh more than the spirit. So therefore, at the end, he fell into the act of this sin that prior the Lord had fully set him free and delivered him from. Now, I want to share now that, keep this scenario in mind. And I want to remind you that no matter what the sin is, God will always give us a way out. And let me share this scripture with you. Let's go to the book of James chapter one, verse 13. And so it says, it's from the NLT version. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. Keep this in mind. God is never tempting to do wrong, right? He doesn't tempt us to do wrong. And he never tempts anyone. Now, disclaimer, this is a scenario that I am sharing This is not to condemn anyone. If you are currently dealing with something like this, it does convict you, then it's a good thing. Consider it a good thing because that's only the Holy Spirit convicting you to do the good thing, to succumb not to your carnal nature, but to surrender yourself to the Spirit, to the things of God, to the Lord's ways. So basically at that point, if you are feeling like that, We need to seek him more, especially if we are indulging in sin or if we know that we tend to come a bit more weak when we are tempted to our old cycles. So now I want to say and share, where do these temptations come from? Now, if we think about it, if Jesus does not do the tempting, he doesn't tempt us, then our temptations must come from somewhere else. And this is where I want to share our temptations become much more stronger when we are fully indulging in our carnal nature, our flesh, when we are feeding our flesh. Now, let me give you some examples. Our flesh may grow stronger when we are feeding ourselves with music that you know very well will entice you more to lust. It can be any type of music. um, And I'm not saying that All type of music is bad, but but you know what type of music will lead you more into your emotions, will lead you more into acts that will have you lusting and have you thinking for days and hours over certain things, let's just say. Another thing may be the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you align yourself specifically also play a vital role in the way that you carry yourself. So this is why it's so important to also evaluate your friendships, evaluate the people you surround yourself with. Thirdly, I want to add on here, social media is a big, big one. If you are in overindulging in hours on scrolling on social media and you're not careful with what you're letting your eyes see and what you're letting your ears hear, believe me, even if you think it's such a, an act that it's not going to make a change or impact you in a way, believe me that it will. It will shift something in the inside of you. It will shift something in the inside of your mind. Why do you think advertisers and entice with um, seductive type of, you know, advertising and so forth? Uh, or like food, food advertising? Why do you think they, they do it in a way where it's tempting and enticing? Because they know that if you're looking at it, it's going to lead you to go ahead and buy that hamburger or whatever it is. Sounds like a silly example, but you get the picture. We have to be very careful with what we let into our eyes and into our ears and, and hearts. So these are just some of the major ones that I feel like the Lord is leading me to just share with you right now. Now, when we fully think about this and we are feeding our flesh more than we fill up our own very spirit, we can and will become spiritually weak and we become more prone to sinning and also in return become stagnant within our walk. This is why when we begin to see the world's surrounding. It becomes that much more enticing. It becomes more shiny, right? It becomes more sweeter to our flesh. It just becomes more tempting, our surroundings. You see, the things of this world will begin to shine out like gold to our eyes. This will lead us in return to a higher level of seeking more of the things of the world than the things of God. In return, if you really think about it, when we feed our flesh more than we feed our spirit, we are opening a door for the enemy to come and entice us. But not only that, we will become much weaker spiritually and then we will succumb to that sin much easier and in return falling back into that old habits, into the old cycles that the Lord himself initially delivered us from. Now, before I begin to fully depict more on the flesh and the spirit, I want us to go to the book of James 4 and 4. I'm going to be reading it from the Amplified Bible version. And so it says, I want you to pay close attention to this one. It's really a good one. And it says, you adulteresses, disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is basically loving the things of this world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Can we take a time right now to ponder on that? Let's keep this whole verse in mind. And now let's depict feeding our spirit and our flesh. So back to what I was saying, when we indulge ourselves more in the flesh, we are overly indulging in self-gratification. Now let me just share a disclaimer, I'm not saying that we can at times treat ourselves to certain things and certain things that we might want, but what I am stating here is that the very act itself can create an overindulgence type of behavior that will eventually lead us into strongholds and bondage and chains that later we may have a hard time basically breaking out of. And you see, it's in those exact cycles that the devil loves to use to keep us into sin time and time again. It will be that much harder to break free from it. And of course, the Lord can set us free, but we don't want to find ourselves in those moments where We have to go back to God, cry out to God and say, Lord, deliver me once again from this. We just don't want to go to there. And that's why I'm trying to state this and share with you that when we feed our flesh, it will impact rather than when we feed our spirit. Now, you see, we might begin to act more instinctively in our flesh in a more, let's just say, more selfish, desirable type of way. If we take some time and now think about it it may become more difficult for us to fully deny our flesh in such a way that it can lead us into the lines of temptation. Eventually, we become perfectors of sin. And we may even hit a point where we will no longer feel a sense of conviction within ourselves. Meaning we feel no shame. That is a line and a place where we don't want to find ourselves in, believe me. Now look, I'm not saying that we have to live our lives in such a way that we must follow this type of like law or rules, because that's not what I'm saying. First of all, Jesus died for both you and I, for us to be fully set free. But what I am trying to say here is when we live for Christ, fully devoted and we strive, let me say, not strive for perfection, because come on, let's be realistic, that's impossible. But when we strive to be more Christ-like, we will begin to see ourselves more indulging into the things of the Lord and we'll become stronger in the faith. You see, Jesus saved us from ourselves for us to desire more of Him. For us to desire more of the things of the kingdom than the things of this world. If we fully think about and ponder on that, It's through Him where we have freedom from the chains that you and I got broken out of prior to knowing Christ. Think about it. Now, I want us to take a moment to reflect on that. And I want to give you another example. Now, feeding the Spirit in contrast to the flesh, meaning it will be basically us seeking the Lord more, the things of God, letting God just do a, a new thing in us, being more submissive and surrender to Him, getting into prayer more, being involved not in our own agenda and plans, but in the things of the Lord, pouring out our heart, admitting that we fall short of His glory daily, diving even deeper into His truth, for it is by His very Word, it is by the very Word of God itself that we can come to be fully edified within ourselves, and stronger and in return in, the, in our faith. Let me remind you, it's okay if you are not where you want to be in the relationship that you have with Christ at the moment. I want to remind you, do not beat yourself up for it because at the end of the day, Jesus still loves you just as he gave up his life over 2,000 years for you and I. He still loves you, but let me say, he hates the sin. You see, he's always willing to take us Back with open arms if we fully humble ourselves and seek him for us to fully be restored in him now if we fully surrender and repent meaning that we turn away from what's holding us hostage he will not turn his face away from us but he will in return honor our humbleness and willingness to deny ourselves to sin let's take some time to reflect let's ask ourselves this What is it that I have been feeding myself lately? And I'm not referring to or speaking about physically. What I am referring to is spiritually. Ask yourself, what have you been feeding yourself lately? Have you been feeding your spirit more or your flesh? Take some time, pause the podcast, do whatever you have to do, write it down, journal it, come back on it. So now let's just say that you have pondered on that. And let's just say that you have fully identified where you are currently standing at this moment with Christ. Now you're able to see, okay, I need to seek the Lord more. Or I need to surrender now and ask Him to fully help me stray away from the temptations that I'm currently facing and that are pulling me away from Him lately. Just be transparent. Be real with Him. Reminder, there is no big sin. Again, there is no big sin that God can't grant you grace over for. Please keep that in mind. He died at the cross for both you and I at Calvary for those very sinful acts that at times we fall short over. You see, there is no shame in that. Because I want to remind you right now that he wants to fully set you free from those chains. But it is an act that we have to choose. It is a choice. Now let us go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and so it says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. And now let me say, I love this verse because it reminds us that God is always here with us. You see, it is through the very storms, trials, failures, and temptations themselves. Just like that scenario that I shared earlier about that young man falling into that cycle of addiction, falling into that same sin. The Lord deliver him from prior. He will, in a heartbeat, take him back. You know, he will not let him go into that spiral of cycle if he repents and comes to him and denies his flesh and is willing to say, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, save me from myself. Now, let me say, a way for this young man to fight back is by claiming the very word of God to cast down those temptations. So, with that said, today let's take some time to reflect. That next time that you feel tempted, stop, reflect and say, the Lord delivered me from this before. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be pornography addiction. It doesn't have to be lusting over someone. It doesn't have to. it, It could be anything. Whatever is it that you're falling into, what is the cycle that you see coming up and rising up in your life when you are stressed? Or when you are angry or when you are frustrated, when you are feeling lonely, whatever it is, identify it, surrender it, expose it to the lie and say, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. Or Lord, you delivered me from this years ago, but lately I've been feeling disconnected from you, Lord. Lately, I've been feeling more tempted to go back to my old ways. Be transparent. I promise you that the Lord will hear you. He will turn his face and say, Oh, that's my daughter right there. That's my son right there calling out for me. Let me give them a way out. So with that said, I want to leave you with this right now. If This is you and you feel tempted. Claim these very Bible verses over your life and other Bible verses that counterattack the lies and the schemes and the fiery darts of the devil himself. Use the very word of God, that is your weapon, to counterattack the enemy schemes. Keep that in mind. Now, let me give you one last example. Let's go to the book of Luke 4. I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase um, that story. So, I don't know who here has read the whole chapter. Basically, this is when Jesus was tempted when he fasted for 40 days straight. I do suggest for you to go ahead and read that chapter. And so basically the devil tempted Jesus. And if you recall and if you read that um, chapter, the devil used the very word of God to entice Jesus, even in the midst of him being surrendered to the Lord while fasting. Now, if you read it carefully, Jesus kept on replying back to counterattack the lies of the enemy with the very word of God, the truth. Now, this is crazy. This is just a crazy scene. Yet, if we think about it, Jesus knew his very father's ways. And this is why we must also be mindful that the devil himself will entice us. He will disguise himself as the angel of light. Now, let me give you one more scripture. (laughs) I know that on today I'm giving you scripture, but you know what? I just felt like the Lord was just leading me to do so. And hey, let's just get to it. So the next scripture is from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. And so it says, And no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. You see, just like in the book of Luke 4, just as the devil himself tried to entice and tempt Jesus, At the hill in the Judean desert, keep in mind and reflect on this. He will also disguise himself as a counterfeit. So basically, this will be like an imitation to deceive us, to tempt us, to take us out of alignment with the will of God, right? Now, let me ask you this What are some doors? What are some open doors? That you are now becoming aware of as we speak and move through this word that the Lord just gave me. Um, What are you becoming aware of? Could it be a place within your life that you know might be enticing you in a way where it's going to take you back to your old cycles? Or the people that you're surrounding yourself with? The circumstances that you're accepting within your life. Go ahead and take inventory. Go ahead and take a reflective moment and say, what area in my life, what is an open door in my life that will further lead me into temptation and sin against God? Now, with that said, I hope and pray that this message blessed you. Um, Remember that Jesus is always with you. Therefore, I do encourage you to dive in deeper into the word for yourself, to fully come to learn the scripture by heart. This way, in return, you'll be able to counterattack the lies of the devil himself. He will not like it. But you know what? You're a faithful warrior and you're going to fully equip yourself with the right ammunition to counterattack his lies and the fiery darts that he tries to throw at you. So therefore, I promise you that he will flee from you. Just like the devil fled once he knew that Jesus wasn't budging into the temptations in the mountain when he was being tempted, he will also flee from us. Believe me, once you fully equip yourself with the very word of God, therefore I leave you with this. This is why it's so important to continue to feed our very spirits and not our flesh. Let's continue to keep on running a race and not give up on the things of the Lord that the Lord has fully delivered us from the past in our sinful ways. So with that said, I hope that this word encouraged you. And I hope that you know that you are valuable and that you matter. So let us pray as out. Father God, we thank you for this amazing word. I hope that whoever heard this word, I pray that either they felt convicted. Or either they reflect on what are the certain areas or things, people that they need to let go of, Lord. To Stay away from further temptations and sin, Lord. And I just pray, Father God, that you let them know on today that they are forgiven and that they are fully valuable and loved by you. That no matter the act that they might fall into, if they come in return fully surrendered and humble themselves upon your feet, you will in return forgive them. With that said, family, thank you for joining in to the Flourish for Christ podcast. Blessings to you all.